I'm Roger Miller, and this is Collective Mass Radio. Hello and welcome to Collective Mass Radio number 8. I'm your host, Roger Miller, and uh, this week we've got a really great show for you. Um, it's a chat with uh, Gabriel from 6x7 Studios, uh, the author of the Pro Builder Suite of Tools, which is a content creation tools for Unity, allowing you to create um, polygons and such in Unity without leaving the program, which is really cool. Um, it's very similar to the Hammer style editor, if you're used to the old school BSB. Um, kind of content creation tools. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to take a look at uh, one of the coolest games that have come out for Unity Mobile recently. Um, and it is called Monument Valley. Now, Monument Valley, the first thing you'll notice is the incredible design. And um, after watching some of the uh, documentaries, um, I've seen that the guys have were aiming to create a game where every frame of the game was a work of art. And I think they certainly have accomplished this. Um, if you take a look at the, the game itself, it's an isometric style puzzle game. Uh, there have been some, uh, some of these puzzle games available before, specifically for... Uh, for PlayStation 3 when it first came out, but I think this is one of the best executions I've ever seen. Kind of reminds me of Fez, um, kind of got the same color palette, but I think it's been executed a little bit better. It's got a nice kind of smooth sides and faces. Uh, the characters are very iconic. Uh, the puzzles are incredibly clever. Um, it's not a very long experience, but it certainly is worth it. The initial feeling I got was kind of Fez mixed with um, Journey for mobile. Um, even the introduction texts for each level is beautifully placed. Um, I really like the attention to the typography. Um, and the user interactions are incredibly smooth. Uh, I was kind of amazed with um, with all the complex puzzle stuff that's going on that none of the taps uh, kind of failed to register. It was all pretty fluid. Um, the animations are really fluid. The colors are bright and vibrant. Some of the backgrounds are just breathtaking. Um, so I would highly recommend you guys uh, get Monument Valley. Um, I know it's available for iOS. I don't know if it's available for Android yet. But if you've got an iOS tablet, pick it up. Up if you can. Right, now on to the interview with 6x7 Studios. Hello and welcome uh, to Collective Mass Radio. Um, with me today I've got um, uh, Gabriel from 6x7 Studios, uh, one of the um, authors of uh, Pro Builder and the Pro Core uh, Unity Tool Suite. Um, so it's a real privilege to have him on the show today, and uh, we're going to pick his brains. So, Gabriel, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on here. <laughs> uh, it is, yeah, it's a real pleasure. Um, Pro Builder is an amazing tool. Um, I've been fiddling around with it for the past couple of days. Um, I loved how easy it was to create and manipulate geometry. Uh, but first, I, uh, I found your tools because I was looking for some other tools, like a UV mapping tool, and uh, and then there was just a basic mesh editor. So um, I was wondering if we can start going um, backwards from the tools that you made. So start with like the first tools, and then how uh, you started to get into making the pro core uh, suite of tools. Um, well, the first tool was actually... Pro Builder, oddly enough, versus uh, there's all the smaller ones. 
um, it was just a, a way, as I was kind of explaining before, I think uh, to build stuff in Unity, I realized, you know, that just needed some way to build things up. And at the time, I was using uh, mapping in TF2 and such and wanted some sort of BSP-style interface. I knew that the, the way that Hammer worked, uh, despite crashing constantly, um, was a really uh, extremely quick and simple way to, to build up levels. So I figured, hey, Unity doesn't have this. Maybe I can uh, try and build it and just went into, started learning uh, JavaScript to do the um, terrible JavaScript uh, that <laughs> my new coder now tells me, uh, which is fine. You know, it worked in, in the beginning. Uh, so I was able to build up a pretty rudimentary version of uh, Probother. It's a fun thing to look back and see the early, like even just the beta videos. I was really excited, like, hey, this is basic working stuff. Um, and then the supposed final Probuilder 1.0 and whatnot are just really basic, but at the time it was totally new, I guess. So people really picked it up, which was awesome. Um, and I had a, a great time building that up and then realized the next thing that I needed was, you know, grids. There isn't any um, real grids, per se, in, in Unity, not something that snaps or like a world grid. They right, have the, right. the visual one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but I was like, oh, I can't leave, live with, without grids either. So basically, <laughs> grids and the, and the building section are uh, those two items. Uh, those are the first two, yep. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's cool. So then, how did um, how did the motivation go for like let's say uh, making quick edit and your uh, UV mapping tool for Unity? Um, quick edit was I think just another thing where I realized I really wanted to edit some meshes that I had uh, imported. I think I'd built them myself in in 3D Max or something, and imported them and didn't want to you know jump back and forth between. Uh, Max and Unity, so I figured, hey, you know, I've already figured out how to make this basic version of Pro Builder. It can't be that difficult to right. edit an actual mesh. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, yeah, it really wasn't that that difficult to to set up some basic editor scripts to do that. And that's probably the most primitive um, tool that I have. Really, is, is Quick Edit. Um, it's one that we are upgrading, um, but or basically, I've handed over to Carl, who's the the new tech dev guy doing all the, the fancy wizardry behind Pro Builder 2.0. <laughs> um, but yeah, quick edit just came up as a bit of a, hey, this would be cool to have. And uh, at the same time, maybe it'll sell and help me keep doing things and eventually get onto making games, which hasn't quite happened yet, but it's starting to get there. Um, well, that's very, yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, I give tools have, uh, have certainly saved me a, a lot of time. I wanted to, I would go quite frustrated um, with Unity's, you know, inability to be able to edit basic meshes just because you know all the data is there the mesh object is wonderful and it gives you full access and i was wondering why there wasn't then i went onto the asset store and um then took a look at quick edit and really liked it because it did exactly what i needed <laughs> um so like yeah so on your road to building games you certainly have made my life a lot easier which is cool <laughs> that's good yeah i found myself on the uh the opposite side of the fence or whatnot than i expected uh but it works out. It works out. Um, can I ask uh, how you found the the sales for the smaller tools versus the bigger tools? Because um, I think I think Pro Builder it that retails for what eighty dollars? Uh, Ninety five bucks. Ninety five, and then your Pro Core Suite is one hundred and thirty five. Uh, yep, one thirty for the full Pro Core bundle, which is Pro Builder. Pro Grids, Pro Groups, Quick Edit, and Quick Decals, and then also Quick Brush. Right, right. Um, so um, how is the sales between selling the individual tools and the whole bundle? Um, 
Well, the, yeah, it's, we were just talking about that, our Carl and I, um, trying to figure out what to do with that. Um, the little ones sell fairly well, but since they're a pretty low, you know, dollar amount, they actually amount to, uh, well, ProGrids is actually only selling, uh, making a quarter of what ProBuilder is, despite selling, actually it started doing amazingly well uh, lately. Somewhere somebody picked it up, I think, and it, it like, it broke the bubble and now it's starting to, everybody's finding it, which is awesome. It is, um, right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Um but it's something that is interesting um, that the smaller tools still don't quite make it up to the larger $95 Pro Builder. Um, so it's kind of neat to statistically watch that and see what works and try and figure out ways we can make things different. Um, prototype itself, which is like the uh, the smaller version of Pro Builder, mm-hmm. uh, I was really excited when we made that. I, I really expected it to just you know leap out and be this huge thing that everyone would have. Yeah, uh, being 15 bucks and able to just quickly edit and build in the editor. Um, so I'm trying to figure we must have done something wrong. I think we're going to add in some more features to it and drop the price even a little bit more because uh, right now it's pretty much doing nothing, uh, which was a big surprise, but uh, we're going to figure out how to, to move around that. But basically, yeah, the little ones, they're interesting, but just if it's news for any other editors out there or editor developers, uh, I think the sweet spot really is right about, um, you know, 100 buck level. You can do things that really make a big um, difference for people, you know, working in Unity and also be able to support yourself because I definitely couldn't support the work on ProGrids or Prototype or the other ones. Even all combined, they wouldn't do it. Right. Um, yep. right. And the oh, the bundle uh, was the, the question there. Yeah. Uh, that we haven't got on the asset store yet. Another thing I was just talking to Carl about, we have to, we really want to make sure every single item in that bundle is 100% ready. Um, right now they're all kind of a little bit up here and there so right. we want to make sure that you know no one is pulling them all down so we haven't gotten that on the asset store at all yet we keep saying we will um but it's just available <laughs> for uh direct sales at the moment right and that's done all right surprisingly we've get, gotten uh i think maybe 15 to 20 of that right that whole bunch but they they come through here and there right right well um yeah no that, that's interesting how i mean one of the things like using a lot of the plugins from the asset store is, and I often contact uh, the support email. I, I always wonder what the profitability is there. You know what I mean? Like you build a tool that's this big, even if you charge a hundred dollars for it, I mean, you, you must get a lot of support emails. Yeah, they come through quite a bit. I find that, um, you know, I kind of joke about it with friends. I, I work for myself now, so I don't ever have to go to work or anything, but I work twice as many hours for about the same or less pay. But <laughs> it's nice to have the freedom. You know, I can do yeah. what I want. And, you know, I usually I have a terrible schedule. Though I work now from like noon till 3 a.m. or something. And, <laughs> and it's slowly like creeping forward further. And I guess I'll cycle back to a regular schedule right. eventually. Right. Uh, yeah, but it's it's good. It's rewarding. Um, but can be tricky unless unless you've got something that, that's selling well and then you have yeah all the support emails coming through we did finally get a much better forum going so i think that's really helping it's not ugly and slow and uh terrible as it used to be right, right. so hopefully people can check that out uh procore3d.com slash forum if they have bug reports i can make a quick um plug for that it's best yeah, to yeah, put them please. there for sure <laughs> absolutely yeah awesome yeah. Well, that's cool. So um, just going through this suite of tools, um, I understand the motivation for ProBuilder. I really understand the motivation for Prototype. And I'm very sad that nobody's picking it up because, I mean, like there's been lots of different uh, occasions before I actually found it where I would have totally used it. Um, 
Progrid sounds very interesting. Pro groups I'm excited about because that's one thing that I'd really love in Unity is just the ability to lock an asset, right? Um, uh, quick de- decals. Can you can you explain the motivation behind that and what exactly it is? Sure. Uh, that's another thing that came from Hammer, of course. Although I think many other engines have it probably, where if you want to just quickly slap on a you know maybe an arrow for the players or a, a grunge spot or a blood splatter or anything like that right instead of having to i'm not sure how you do it otherwise i guess i haven't done it in unity in any way other than quick decals i guess you would bring in a plane and apply the texture drag and drop it onto it and then you'd have to scale it or something just right and there's all these little steps but with quick decals you can just you know uh set up a list of the decals you want basically the textures and then just move through your level and holding i think it's uh we've changed it back and forth a couple times but shift and then right click will just instantly slap the decal right on there um and the version that's currently on the asset store is now obsolete we've completely rebuilt it actually so it's what will happen now and will be coming out soon is it automatically sizes the ratio to the texture and then you can also um you've got a really just an awesome ui that carl has built up where you can group all your decals and even search through and find them in case you have hundreds of different ones. And you can then basically just hold, um, I was thinking for a second, it's kind of like the terrain editor works, but not quite. You can hold shift and click on multiple items to select them. And then it'll randomize between those. And each one has different settings for random rotation and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then the really good thing about it is they'll automatically, they get batched down to a single texture now. So they're Atlas, I guess is the word for it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so it's just much more efficient than, than the old version, but still super quick and easy to drop around. Uh, yeah, just signs, splatters, or blood splatters, grunge, etc. You can take basic, you know, tiling levels and everything like that and really make them alive and detailed quickly. That's fantastic. Um, and so if I may ask from the technical mm-hmm. point of view, how does that work? Do you still throw up... Um, like uh, quads um, to to put the decals on, or are they somehow baked into a shader? It's just a quad, uh, just drops up a, or splats on a quad to whatever surface you place it on. Uh, right. So right now it is limited to flat surfaces still. Okay. It won't work. Uh, it doesn't project onto something, so if you have you know bumpy terrain or if you have something curved, it's not going to work on that yet. That's another one of the next steps we want to do is have a, and that'll probably be the pro decals. Like right now, it's just quick decals. Right. So pro decals will probably have the ability to, or certainly the ability to project, and then uh, some other things we'll add in as well. Nice. Well, that uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last tool that I'm not familiar with is Quick Brush, which looks a little bit like a um, like a bit of like a version of Mudbox for um, for <laughs> Unity. Um, can you go into detail about that? Sure, that's actually a pretty interesting one because it's made by Sebastian, uh, the guy that I'm working with, who also did uh, or was the lead on Make uh, that game, and he's just working on that tool. I convinced him that it's you know a really good way to make some basically enough to live by to make these tools <laughs> and then also use whatever spare time if there is any left to uh, to make games and such, which is the real idea, obviously. Right. Um, and so he built that up so that you could basically paint on detail meshes just like you can in the terrain where you have the options for, you have the brush that you can make bigger uh, or smaller right. and set a softness variable and, and whatnot. And then you just choose whichever items you want to paint on, any randomizations and such, and you can paint it across any mesh at all in Unity. So if you have a, um, 
I don't know, uh, a terrain that's made from something other than Unity's terrain or an actual uh, building or something, you can paint on, um, you know, trees and rocks or uh, any kind of details like that. And I think one of the cool things about it, or the best things that I saw he added in there, was that it aligns to your brushstroke direction. Uh, I'm catching myself making hand motions to somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, basically, you know, as, as you drag, kind of like Photoshop can do, it'll yeah. align them to your brushstroke, which is really cool as you start, you know, painting onto weird-looking uh, organic surfaces. Uh, again, just another way to add a lot of detail to areas quickly. Well, that's really exciting, man. Uh, it's really good to see these this quality, like, level of tools that are, you know, going into Unity and... Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to try all of this stuff out. Now, I mean, taking a look at all your tools, they seem to be focused towards like a large game, big terrains. Um, is that the kind of games that you want to be making? Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see that necessarily as large games for myself. Honestly, I'd like to create pretty simple, casual games when I'm looking to and again, kind of working towards getting onto is uh, what Pro Builder really works well, which is some sort of like just good old-fashioned FPS-style games where you have, uh, you know, where you used to build them in the BSP and whatnot in Hammer right. or Unreal right. and such. Um, but yeah, you know, Quick Brush certainly would work well with large, you know, places where you got to paint out lots of detail. Uh, Pro Builder, you can build anything, enormous structures or entire cities if you really wanted to. Um, yeah, or even even smaller items. For myself, yeah, I do see me, I do see me working towards uh, smaller. I really like things. I don't know if it's a ADD thing or something. Uh, working on smaller projects just to get them done and then see them get out there. Oh, uh, that's the fun part for me. I completely <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> being stuck on a project for five years, I couldn't. I couldn't deal. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Certainly, certainly, you've made your mark on the asset store. I hope you make a, um, a huge amount of money there. <laughs> um, can we just run um, over ProBuilder for the folks that um, at home that, that haven't taken a look at this? Um, there, um, there, there is an intro on the previous podcast about the basics of this, um, but um, I'm hoping that you could maybe go into a little bit more detail since this is your baby. Sure. <laughs> um, I would say the essential, the, the core of ProBuilder is you can build anything right in the editor. There's no flopping back and forth between Unity and 3D Studio Max or Blender or whatever you're using, I guess. And it's not revolutionary or anything especially special. It's just something that's always been in other game engines, but Unity didn't have it and felt, you know, I just couldn't work, couldn't make a game without it, and a lot of people have echoed that as well. Uh, so it allows you to just, you know, you need a door here, build a door. You need a wall, you can build a wall. Even if you're... And I try to stress it. It's good to also use Blender or Max or Maya, etc. You know, bring in any meshes you want. Build up the same way as you always would. But ProBuilder lets you instantly create anything that you need right in there. Uh, also, if you need to, I mean, even at the smallest level, we have some people who have bought the tool and said they only use it for creating uh, trigger volumes or, you know, spawn areas or anything like that. So you can quickly just say, hey, this little area needs uh, this semi-odd shaped piece of geometry I can build it up and then we have the the quick ability to turn it into a trigger or a collision or uh, you know other volumes like that and then you can use those to also toggle on and off different types of the geometry I think yeah it's just a great way to quickly build anything in unity and really really um, 
have a fast workflow that's that's not held back by jumping back and forth between things and guessing if it's going to work because it's you know it's right there. It's kind of a, a what you see is what you get editor. Um, it's mm. a little bit abstracted, but <laughs> sort of down that path, yeah. Yeah, I really liked the uh, the UV editing of faces. That that made a lot of sense of just you know yeah. going through and being able to 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 move your your tools. I mean, move your your textures around. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that would be wonderful. I mean, like it's totally off uh, off topic, but now that um, Unity's got um, well, starting to get their two D uh, stuff uh, going properly. Um, and specifically for me, one of the things that I wanted to do was just make basic um, meshes, 2D meshes, right? So just draw basic outlines, be able to project the texture onto it, and then use that, um, and then deform them if you want to. Um, so if Pro Builder ever decides that it needs another little mini tool, I would highly recommend that. That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have a way where you can just um, click and build, essentially you're saying kind of to click points, and then it would just fill in the points or something like that and you'd have your 2d shape yep absolutely yeah so i was because i was i was taking a look at ways of doing it um uh myself just because um you know i I needed it for this project that i was working on and um i took a look at the unity uh, polygon 2d collider um and that's got the ability of basically making a mesh right for um for for collision uh, there just unfortunately was no way to get triangles out of that. Um, so I ended up just taking the um, uh, 2D toolkit. Um, they generate you can you can make your little um, you know 2D meshes in their atlasing system, and then you just copy the mesh. Um, but uh, it's a bit of a bit of a hack. Um, but that's yeah that that is an awesome tool um, and once again I uh, I'm looking forward to future releases. Um, can uh, can I ask a, 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 as what the future of the tool will be? Sure. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that also as you were talking about the the UV work. We are actually um, trashing the entire UV setup as you see it right now. Right. Um, <laughs> Because we've realized that, you know, it worked okay again back in the day in Hammer, especially because they had other things kind of bolstering that and making it work better. But it just doesn't work well uh, today, especially with how it is. So we are, and we have it working functionally and just making it, uh, you know, obviously good and and finished a way to just have pure real UVW unwrapping uh, coupled with a really, really simple way to just quickly uh, basically stitch items together so you don't have... At least I remember back when I was first learning 3D Max and figuring out un- UV unwrapping, I just couldn't figure it out for whatever right. reason. I think for a lot of people, it's like, what it is UV tough. unwrapping? It's weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're working on a way that you have the full manual ability if you really want it, but also if you just want to quickly, essentially click from face to face and just tell it, you know, stitch these all together in a row, boom, done. Uh, you can really simply um, build up the UVs versus right now. It's, it's a bit of a pain or a lot of a pain sometimes depending on the complexity of what you have built, uh, to use the current UV unwrapping or UV mapping system that it has. Uh, so yeah, we're rebuilding that completely. That's our big UV update, which we're hoping to have fully functional on about May 1st is the current tentative deadline. And then there'll be at least a week or so of intense testing and rebuilding and finding horrible bugs and fixing those. Uh, lots of that. Man, know. that would be awesome. I mean, like that was yeah. the one thing that I really wanted um, was, was a good <laughs> yep. UV unwrapper. Cause that's, 
that was actually the my start of looking at all the different tools well oh, yeah. looking at these external tools because i'd get um some models from from my artist and um they didn't account for mip mapping or you know wind textures from uh, size so i wanted to go through and like change the uvs and i was just blown away that there just wasn't anything <laughs> available to do that yeah, you know, there is, um, Carl also has two smaller tools, and these are part of the reason why I originally, you know, brought him on to start working with ProBuilder long ago, um, was he has, there's a tool called UV, it's U-V-E-E, and then also PolyDraw, I think is the name of one. Uh, so UV can actually edit UVs on an object, as far as I know, I haven't really looked at it myself too much, um, and then PolyDraw will do the the click to make a shape and then you can extrude it. So some things are kind of taken care of, and a lot of that we're able to then, you know, build into ProBuilder. So those might be obsolete eventually, but at the moment, if you, you know, need a, a quick fix for that, at least those those might do the trick in some way. Thank you. Yeah, I've actually I bought both of those tools when oh, okay. I was evaluating um, uh, that, that thing where I wanted to be able to draw uh, polygons onto the screen. Um, uh, if I may, the only issue that I had with um, with PolyDraw was that I was using those two tools together, um, mm -hmm. and PolyDraw would reset the UVs. Um, so oh. I would go and try and change it with uh, UV, and it would reset the UVs. Uh, no. So unless I clone the mesh, that's where quick um, quick edit really came in handy because then mm -hmm. once the mesh is created, I would clone it and then I'd be able to like manipulate it. <laughs> but it would be nice to have like a non-destructible path, right? Where I could make it, um, I could add in more points if I wanted to edit the UVs. Um, the the UV um, mapper was completely good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a couple of problems when I was working on um, kind of um, 2D scale things. So um, mm -hmm. when when we do 2D games, we kind of scale it to the screen and the max size. So the point system is really huge. You know, you've got, you know, working on a grid of like 2880 by 1600. Um, and then it, that got a little bit too big for UV, but otherwise it was wonderful. It was a really good tool. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, and he is more than encouraged to uh, continue working on those tools. I love them. Um, well, that's that's fantastic. So, uh, new UV update coming uh, probably um, end end of May. You'd say it would be robust. Yeah, you know, I think May first we're really really going to have it. You know, working by May first, get it tested, etc., and then um, hopefully get something really out there around May tenth or so. Um, yeah, definitely. And then after that is the uh, the really big one that we've also been, you know, we started and put off the full ProBuilder RT essentially where you could, and it, and it works right now. You can use ProBuilder for in-game building, so you can do all sorts of really cool stuff with that. But we never got around to making, uh, we'd make it a separate tool, basically a user interface that's the fully fleshed out, uh, almost more of an example, but one that's already for anyone who wants a game where they can right. use ProBuilder in their game and build stuff which I think will be really, really fun. A lot of people keep asking about that, but yeah, I haven't no. quite had time. <laughs> I'm sure. There must be a million and one different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you know of any games that, that currently use ProBuilder as their, um, as their game editor? Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a great question. I'd like to mention a few. There's one that just recently got a hold of me. Uh, these guys are making a game called The Flock, which is awesome. I think, uh, oof, memory is bad, but they just won a Danish game award of, of some sort, very prestigious. They're just students, but they are making an awesome game called The Flock, which is kind of 
sort of a I don't know. I just mentioned uh, mentioned this to a friend and he didn't understand it, but maybe some people will. Uh, red light, green light, except in the dark with creepy creatures trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. Basically, you just uh, you have to run around with this orb item, and you're either the prey or uh, or the preying essentially, and you can uh, point it at anybody who's trying to get you. And it's all very dark in the levels, and they have to stop moving, otherwise they're you know burnt to a crisp and then otherwise if they don't move you can hold it on them and then try and you know find a way to run away but other people are still coming behind you so it's very much stop and go and and, uh just the idea behind it the whole idea and they have a beautiful video um an extended trailer with a lot of good concept art and a nice voice voiceover um that one i'm really excited about and they just messaged me uh about using pro builder and i said yes please do Uh, (laughs) i really hope they do so i guess i can't say for sure yet but uh they should be uh, i hope um, and then also uh, another guy we worked with a lot who has been really, really helpful with a lot of things is um, David, who's been uh, or who, I guess, owns or, or created Pixel Beam, and they're making the Storm United FPS. It's uh, really cool looking, one of the first really, really professional and, and slick looking FPS games I've seen in Unity. Um, you show me mainly like what they have set up for their weapon systems, this incredibly complex uh, customization uh, set up for it and good gameplay. It looks really nice and they've been uh, kind of pushing along. They were one of the main reasons we shelved the Pro Builder RT thing. Hopefully no one is angry at them for that. <laughs> but they were like, you know, you just need to work on the UV and the geometry stuff and get that really tight. And we agreed, you know, yeah, we, we do need to, especially for them to be able to use it in a yeah, real yeah. production environment with a pretty big studio. Um, yeah, so those guys. Um, That's cool. Where Where are they based? Uh, they are in Hong Kong, I think, actually. I, I believe he's from Belgium, but they're, they're based in, in China. Uh, off, the top of my, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly where, uh, memory not being my strong suit in general. <laughs> hey, uh, me too. Too many things, to things Yeah. Yep. Too much stuff happening. Uh, those are the big ones I can think of right now. Uh, I feel terrible. I'm probably forgetting some that I've promised to mention. No worries. Um, yeah. If anybody <laughs> listens to this, uh, just you know, just email me at rogeracollectivemass.com if you have any other more, um, any other games that you know of that is using uh, Pro Builder, and then um, we'll just put it on the blog. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if I can throw, sorry, a quick yeah, no, go there. ahead. I always, I always want to get it out to people. If I'm not featuring your game that's using Pro Builder, just slam me with emails until I do, because it's not ever that I'm like, oh, this isn't good enough, or I don't want to. It's just there's a billion things happening and I might forget or stuff happens. So feel free to send an email every day or every minute and I'll get it. I'll get it posted up. I love the show. And even just to kind of check out and see what people are creating. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, another guy uh, is creating by the name of Eugene is creating a, uh, an art gallery within and using pro builder, which is pretty neat. Um, so we're, I guess we're now officially sort of an art tool in a way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, really cool things happening. I love to see them and promote them. Just uh, let me know and I will. Oh, congratulations, Ben. That's cool. Um, well, excellent. So that's the, the, the pro core suite of tools. Um, guys, definitely check it out. They've got so much there uh, to make content with uh, using Unity. Um, now let's talk a little bit about uh, 6x7 Studios, um, which is the heading by which you go as far as I, I, I remember. You used um, to the games and such, yeah. And right. Then- are you guys going to continue with uh, 6x7 Studio, or are you going to open up a new name? Uh, 
You know, I'm I'm not sure on that. The six by seven was a, a thing I did when I was just starting to work on my own games. I published one single game to the to the iOS app store long ago, which was a little uh, game where you shot down meteors using using math. It was kind of like Math Blaster way in the way back in the day or something. <laughs> Um, and that was just my first test to see if I could actually finish a project and get it done and, and published. And I did, uh, which I was very happy about. And it and it did basically nothing financially, but it was awesome. I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, that, that was a good start with Unity. And then, as you can see on this site, there's the... Uh, I guess Air Hockey Ultra is up there on the front or one of the, the banners, and that's something I'll get to one day. Uh, various other things. I had the awesome time of working with CG Cookie to create or to do basically all the GUI for their Eat Sheep game, which was an awesome time. I used to do a bunch of uh, Unity tor- tutorials for them as well, and then uh, creating the parts of that game for them was fun, and that's, I think, also up there. Um, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I can... Can I ask about the uh, the UI solution that you used for EatSheep? Yeah, that was back when I think NGUI was the, the big one out then. And they were initially using, uh, they had a genius coder, a uh, guy who was building the entire UI. It was pretty complex already through all through code. And then I was brought on to basically, you know, finish it up and such. And I kind of had to say to them, uh, you know, I'm not smart enough for this, or I don't know enough at least. Uh, I can't do this through code, this GUI. And then there had already been some issues where other, you know, like no other artists could work on it because it was just, you know, all through code. Right. Um, so I said, hey, you know, there's this NGUI thing, and I don't want to step on any toes and such, but I've messed with it a little bit, and it looks really cool for creating UIs. And kind of showed them some demos, and they said, said yeah, you know, I guess we'll go ahead and just switch it, switch it over to that. Uh, I know there's the whole thing with DFGUIs out now, or I don't know if that's a big yep. thing or not, but um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess it is sort of at least. And that's, I'm using both at the moment in my own kind of personal game projects that I'm trying to build up. Right. And I actually bump between the two. NGUI has a lot of really good stuff in it. DFGUI as well. I've found, as I'm sure people have with ProBuilder, various things that, really frustrate me um, right. and things that make me really happy. Um, so I'm definitely torn between the two. I I think in a way I just, I probably don't know enough to realize that one is better than the other. I, I think a lot of people, or there's been a lot of talk that DFGY has some really cool, um, like the data binding and things that it does perhaps more efficiently or better than NGY or, or in new ways since NGY has, you know, been started so long ago, they can't really flip that entire code base to something new. Right. Um, but that also has the benefit of I find a lot fewer just random things that break in DFGY. Or right. sorry, random fewer things that break in NGY versus DFGY is kind of like new and shiny and awesome in many ways. But a lot of little things will will just be quirky or weird as they're still kind of working out those kinks. <laughs> right, um, gotcha. But yeah, I couldn't say either one is better. I, I've literally taken a current project I'm working on and flipped it between the two several times, and I'm a little bit in between still. Um, they're both awesome, and I think I'd say jump in with one and, and just use it and yeah. you'll be happier yeah. <laughs> and flip-flopping. <laughs> yeah. Now it's uh, it's always um, a interest of mine to take a look at which mm-hmm. UI or just 2D package people are using. Um, oh, excellent. Okay. Um, do you have, oh, wait a minute. Could we talk a little bit about uh, Make? Sure. Yeah. Um, so Make is still, that was, uh, that was Unreal Engine, right? Uh, that was Unity, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, 
where is it currently and what are the plans to get it out? Because um, I remember seeing uh, the Kickstarter video for it and I was really excited. It looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, never heard anything about it since. Um, Make is, is a special project that uh, had some unfortunate fallout and such. I think basically it, it started as you know just a group of friends came together. We were working on some smaller things realized we wanted to work on a, on a bigger project to put together, um, got a few months or so into it, and then it kind of started ballooning out to this huge project, which was fine, awesome. Uh, the, the lead guy, Sebastian, is a ridiculously talented artist. Um, right. And then also, it kind of makes me jealous, he's one of those people who can, you know, he's thinking, hey, well, we got to figure out some of these things. I'm just going to learn uh, C Sharp and start, you know, coding this stuff. I sort of <laughs> a little bit of what I knew. I guess that was JavaScript back then. And then right. within a week, he was, you know, way over my head and doing crazy stuff. Uh, so he was really the main on that. And then there was also Mick, who was the coder doing a lot of the um, uh, initial gravity work, I think. And, you know, like that, that crazy 3D gravity that had or, or, you know, wrapping around spheres and all right. and everything, right. really. Um, and then Mark Orbick also doing a lot of the uh, some of the art and such as well. So I, like I, I think I was saying, kind of dropped off after about a month or two just because I realized, you know, this is going huge and it's it was already awesome. And I, I figured, you know, they're going to get millions of dollars and I'm going to be sad, very sad. But, uh, you know, I just, I needed to work on smaller uh, projects that, that mm-hmm. kind of works with me better. Um, and then they ended up uh, being actually pulled into Unity at GDC, which was awesome when it happened uh so they were given a booth and everything able to show it off and had a ton of great feedback uh that was great and then basically it just didn't quite work out um and it's uh it's on the shelf unfortunately i think or i know i guess nothing for sure but i i believe there are people who want to get it going again i'm not sure how well it could that'd be something that um you know uh, probably sebastian would be happy to talk about or one of the others um and yeah i could certainly send you uh or refer you over to him if if you'd like it's it's an interesting story and lots of cool things in there um but yeah i can't speak to all of it since i yeah uh yeah since i dropped out you know uh before before it all went really big uh no worries well it'd be it'd be interesting to 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 have a chat with those boys and see see what they got going on Mm um how about you what what would be the next game that you would want to make uh, for me, the game I've been trying to make for a long time, uh, and now I think I'm really getting into it, is basically just another good shooter game. Uh, going back to, um, I think, probably Quake 4. Maybe it was Quake 2, I forget, for N64. Uh, whichever that one was, I think everyone knows it probably. It was just awesome, simple, good, run around, shoot your friends, essentially. Uh, you can sit on the couch and have a good time. Um you know, nothing too complex about it. It just it just works. And there's a lot of really fun stuff like that. I think it's a good time for it as a lot of my generation, kind of sort of yours maybe, um, is, you know, this semi-retro stuff from around the 90s, bringing it back is starting to be a big deal. And there's a lot of good ideas there that things have gone too complex and you can kind of break it back to this simpler stuff that's just a ton of fun. Yeah. Which is what I'd like to create is that plus a few extras basically for mine i think a big key that a lot of unity games are lacking is uh, number one just not being so overly smooth you know not not being afraid to have it be a little bit hard-edged 
when you play Unreal or Half-Life or something and compare it to a lot of Unity games, it's just it feels like they need to be sharper in some ways. Right. Um, but that's really just a, a tweak thing. The other would be, or the major thing, is having a mapping community. And this is a big deal to me, maybe just because of having done a lot with the TF2 stuff or the mapping for that. But I think a big reason that those games became uh, so well-known and so popular is because not necessarily the game itself, but you have these awesomely talented artists who are creating these maps, you know, for free from scratch, just, you know, doing it for the love of it. And they, they really push the game a lot. It's constantly changing because of that. And then you have even the, <laughs> um, all the hats and such for TF2 and just madness right. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't go that far, of course, on my own, but it's definitely going to have, should this game come to exist, which is the current plan, uh, it would have a big mapping uh, community. And I'm even trying to figure out a way to basically make it the game either free or very cheap, and then the mappers end up somehow pulling in an income so people can you know, do the art that they love for it and then also get a, at least some sort of income from it, whether that's putting banner ads into the virtual world in some way right. uh, that's not horribly obtrusive or, or something or another. Um, I think mapping is going to be a, a big part of it. Oh, that's, that's, that's very ambitious. It sounds very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've created a couple of in-game editors before, and I, uh, I mean, as you must have um, found out with Pro Builder, it's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's pretty tough to make a, a good editor of some sort, just <laughs> yeah. because, you know, making games uh, is all about using tricks, and when you, <laughs> you know, make in-game editors, there's no tricks available anymore, like, yeah. Polygon has to be you know, uh, the quad has to be rendered on both sides so that people would see it. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite a big deal. So, um, yeah, I wish you luck with that. That sounds, it sounds really cool. Um, well, I mean, all of that sounds fantastic. How did you move from, um, from Unreal to Unity? I think you were saying that you were, you were doing um, some work in Unreal, teaching people Unreal 3 back at Art Institute, <laughs> and then you moved mm-hmm. over to Unity. What, what, what uh, triggered the change? Uh, yeah, back in the day at the, at the AI in Schaumburg, uh, they were doing Unreal 2004, and it was terrible. Uh, and so I started, you know, <laughs> learning up Unreal 3, and I still remember that was back in the day where, uh, back in the day, not really, um, where there was basically just no real tutorials and people saying, hey, I'm pretty sure this is how it works, and I figured this out, and there wasn't a good way of figuring it out, so I did as much as I could, and then uh, started a club to show it to other people, and that, you know, grew eventually, actually became the Make Group. Uh, and... Past that, you know, I started to realize Unreal is awesome. It's it's a great tool, but it's kind of like a, a really, really ornate and interesting cage um, in that it can create an <laughs> FPS awesomely. It can create variations of that really, really well. Right. But if you want to take it and make, I don't know, a, uh, <laughs> a game where you shoot asteroids by using math or something on a 2D screen, right. uh, like my little app or anything else, it's really, you know, you're taking a, a giant complex machine and trying to turn it into something else right. versus, you know, I started looking around and it was actually, um, yeah, that's not true. Actually, I didn't start looking around. I happened to be at a um, an interview at High Voltage Studios out there in Schaumburg and saw a magazine on the desk that was talking about Torque. The, if anybody Ooh. remembers, maybe Torque was I back in the day. I remember Torque. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Yep, yep. I never used it, so... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't have that many good things to say about uh, Tark. Okay. I, I, I really appreciated it for what it was, um, but um, the documentation was very poor and was very hard to get into. I banged my head uh, just so many times, but... Um, 
Yeah. So you saw a thing for Torque, and yeah, I saw a thing for Torque, and was like, "Hey, look at this! There's other game engines besides, you know, Unreal. Basically, was all I really knew at the time. Unreal or, or Hammer, I knew a little bit about at that point. Um, and I kind of just flipped open the article and was looking through it, and and kind of started to realize that the way this engine worked was you start with a completely blank slate, which was the opposite of Unreal, and then you had to build everything from scratch. But it was very much more, or not as much as Unity, but it was more artist-friendly. And so I thought, yeah. hey, that's pretty cool. And I went home, I looked it up, and then, of course, found alternatives. And, oh, hey, here's Unity. It popped up. And pretty quickly realized that Unity just, um, or for me at least, it looked way better, um, had much better support and forums and community and so forth, uh, and ended up buying that back when you couldn't get a free version. It was, I think, 200 bucks, and you had to buy Unity, right. uh, the basic version, and just you know jumped into it. Was that so, Unity on the Mac? <laughs> Was that still when they were on the uh, Mac, or is that just... No, that was on PC, yeah, because okay. I've never been much of a Mac user. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to build a Hackintosh to, to uh, create those first iOS games. <laughs> um, yep, I'll put it that way. Oh, well, okay, excellent. That's, that's, and how have you found the tool now? I mean, uh, since you're building tools for Unity itself, you're, you're pretty much in there. Um, is, are you still happy with the tool? What other features do you think that they should include? Uh, Unity, yeah, Unity is great. There's various things that I keep finding it's sort of missing, but then at least I, I've been the up in the position where I can kind of build those in, like look at it and progress and so forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that was that just all kind of came together by circumstance, and it's, it's been great. But no, I think Unity is something that I keep recommending to anybody who I see who's even vaguely interested in messing around with games or creating them, just because it's so easy to jump in and you know you can download just about anything from the asset store if you want to pay a little bit or even some free things uh you can javascript is so ridiculously easy that's i guess that's where i really first started getting into you know realizing how good unity was for me as an artist uh because prior to that i kept having to say you know various friends hey hey i need you to really like code this uh this mod for unreal or, or then eventually with unity code this script to do something right. and of course they have their own things they want to do and they don't want to deal with me all the time and i you know, realized, ah, I got to just, you know, learn this. I looked into JavaScript and, hey, you know, it's easy. It's so easy to learn. Even for me, uh, I had this this absolute fear of, of learning code. I had no idea how to deal with it. But Unity just makes it beautifully simple. And you can just drag and drop and all this stuff that real coders probably find horrifying. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think they actually walk a pretty good balance there, a uh, pretty good line. And, and it's great. That's, that. yeah, that is fantastic. Have you... Uh... Have you been tempted to try out uh, the CryEngine or Unreal 4 now that they've uh, dropped down to a subscription model? I would love to, yeah. I've been thinking of just messing around with those engines again because they are really pretty and do some awesome things right out of the box. And it was something I considered and, and kind of am still for the FPS game just because they already have built in that uh, that super snappy, easy FPS uh, controller, and they have the the GUI, blah blah blah. Networking is a big thing, right. um, you know. Not necessarily missing from Unity, but still being kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a thought of mine to mess around with those, but at the same time, you know, I realize so much going on. I don't know if I really have time to learn those up from scratch again. Right, right. Uh, I'll get into it at some point for sure, but I'm probably a bit more likely just to mess around and hammer and create more TF2 maps or something for the fun of it. Have you you ever considered trying to make um, uh, an exporter from Hammer to Unity? Uh, Not necessarily. It's it's a thought. Uh, They do have 
Hammer does have a way to export to OBJ, so they can they can do that at least at a very basic level, and then you could import the OBJ to Unity, so back and forth a bit. Um, yeah, it's something to think about, but it would kind of defeat the purpose, at least for Pro Builder, where you, again you're jumping between tools, right. and where Hammer had a awesome method for building things um, very quickly and basically. It did have a bit of a flaw uh, where if you hit Control Z, that basically was the button to crash and corrupt your save. Um, <laughs> as far as I found, anyway, that's what it mapped out to, oh and all God. sorts of other things. It just oh, uh, Hammer was was interesting, um, awesome in, in many ways, but just just painful as well. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you guys certainly have something good going on with uh, with Pro Builder. Um, how? How are you finding the reception from Unity themselves? Have they been talking to you at all? Um, or is it just you put it on the store and you've never heard from Unity at all? <laughs> um, it's been kind of back and forth, I guess. When I first put it out, I, I did kind of uh, maybe too proudly or something expect it to become you know, instantly huge and, and, and everybody be excited. And I did get a bit of that. But um, you know, just because it was so basic, I think there was a lot lacking, and, and that was good. I had to really up my game there. Right. Um, but the yeah, actually, I had the ability, uh, opportunity to meet David Helgeson way back um, when I went to the to GDC with with the mate guys and all. Um, I went to the <laughs> the crazy party they had, which was great. Uh, and I then, remember that one. <laughs> oh yeah, you went to that. <laughs> I heard stories about that one. Okay, yeah, it was uh, it was unexpected and quite interesting. Uh, it's good stuff. Good to know they can put on quite a party. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got to meet him there, and he uh, straight up was like, "Hey, oh, you're the guy who makes Pro Builder. That should be awesome, but it's not yet. You need to make it. It needs to be better. Uh, you know, that should be. Everyone should have it. Uh, why not? Why not? Get on that. Wow, <laughs> which was pretty cool. He was a really, you know, just right brought it up to your face. Like he managed to, you know, break through all the people eventually and talk to him. And the first thing he said was. All right, so what do you guys got? What do you got? Tell me. Uh, what's your pitch? Uh, but in a nice way, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just bring it straight up. Uh, so he's a cool fellow. And and so that was the, the first, I guess, official um, thing I ended up talking with, with Unity about Pro Builder. And then uh, back and forth, you know, they featured it once or twice when we had some big, uh, big updates. Uh, I'm hoping, keep hoping to get a bit more uh, interest from them and, and hopefully get it featured more. I think I just need to work on uh, getting new uh new images and such up there on on the asset store right, uh right. so it's a little more exciting uh even you know just putting out updates i barely have time to put the, the build together and push it up much less uh all the marketing and such seems to take out all the time uh but yeah we'll have some new things to put on there and hopefully they can uh see it as a little more interesting in the future mm-hmm. absolutely has there been any fear that they are just basically going to um, take the tools that you're making and replicate them um, in Unity. Uh, I just say that just coming from, you know, they built the 2D stuff and there's already 2D solutions out there. Um, and so I was just wondering, you know, how you felt about that, if you were afraid of that, or if you're quite confident that they would just um, kind of leave Pro Builder as it is. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I expect that every day, pretty much. Uh, it would make sense for them in a way to just recreate it with their own. They have access to, obviously, the core of the engine and whatnot. Right. They could essentially do a much better job since they know everything. We're really feeling in the dark and a lot of things as as we figure out, or, or Carl does, I should say now, uh, figure out how to do various things. Right. So 
they would have much better access to that. Uh, but I think it works out for them that they don't have to develop it, and we're pushing forward at a fast enough rate that people have the the access to this tool that can do most of the things they needed to do, and it's always moving forward. Um, and of course, you know, it's just good business sense. They're they're making money off the, you know the cut from the asset store, so they right. don't necessarily need to. At the same time, as the the community is still happy, they get to have possibly even greater input on how the tool develops. Uh, versus if it were purely built from Unity, it's less of a, a black box thing. It's it's open uh, to them. So, yeah, I think they've hopefully, you know, come to see or, or are seeing at the moment anyway, yeah, you know, leave Pro Builder alone. We don't need to replace it yet. <laughs> and we'll see how long that goes. Um, hopefully I can, uh, you know, keep making other things meanwhile and then even get onto the games and such before that day happens if it does. Uh, who knows? Yeah, well, I, I hope that they would come to you with a big check and say, hey, we're going to buy this thing, and yeah, then you'll no. be off on a yacht, and maybe you'll yeah. invite me for a martini or something. I would. Um, so uh, there's only one other mesh creation tool that I've seen on the Unity Asset Store, which was Game Draw, and I was really excited for that, um, but they just basically stopped development. Um, I've mailed the guys before, and they seem to be doing something else with it, um, have you encountered GameDraw at all? Um, have you seen it as a competitor? Yeah, I, I originally, when I started ProBuilder, I, I did my research terribly, I guess, and I thought there were no other competitors. So I was like, oh, sweet, you know, this will jump right in. There will be no other competitors, and then realize right after releasing it, oh, GameDraw exists. Right. Uh, so it was interesting at first, um, but I think they had a much different sty- style than I did, especially originally I was building ProBuilder as a, you know, BSP-style um, construction tool, so it was right. completely opposite theirs, which was almost like a real or, or in-depth, you know, 3D Max style thing or something. Right. Um, I've never actually used it yet. Um, I guess partially, I'm always worried about accidentally, you know, saying, "Hey, this is a really good feature. I'm going to take it for mine. I don't want to ever be in that position." Right. Um, so I haven't messed with it. Can't really say anything about it necessarily, other than um, we have some users who use both. Um, they haven't uh, given me any exact input on on where they go with either one. Um, but I have spoken with them briefly once or twice. Way back in the day, I created, I keep saying that, but it's not actually, it's maybe a year ago, I guess. Um, <laughs> in technology, it's, yeah, it's an eternity. <laughs> yeah, 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 relatively speaking, perhaps. Um, I created the uh, the Unity Toolbox thing and, and posted on the forum, hey, on the Unity forums, you know, because the Unity Asset Store doesn't have any web portal. Here, I'm creating the Unity Toolbox, which basically lets anybody post their tool on here and get all sorts of web hits, and then it can link to the Unity Asset Store. Um, and then I think about three days later, Unity released the, the web version of the Asset Store. So that, <laughs> you know, came and had big interest and sunk. Oh, um, man. One day I'll bring it back. I put a lot of work into putting that together, but oh, well. Um, but during that, you know, GameDraw actually emailed saying, hey, we see you created this. We'd like to put our thing up there. And, you know, maybe even they were pretty cool. They said, hey, do you want to, uh, you know, kind of put our things together in some way as, you know, here's these two options you can use and they each work a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know the guys or anything, but they were, uh, you know, certainly open to, to working together. I said, yeah, I will. And then as usual, too many things came up along with other people. I just never did, uh, along with Unity Toolbox, again, just syncing. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so that never really came to be. Um, yeah, but otherwise, no real direct experience with their tool. Right, right. Yeah, I, I used it a bit. I, I was uh, I was a bit disappointed that it kept on, kind of kept on crashing and, and just uh, not working well, which, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we've been waiting for an update since, I think it's July last year was their last Ooh, update. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> 
Ouch. <laughs> but it basically forced me to take a look at Pro Builder, right? Um, which which I'm really happy that it did. Um, but uh, if the Game Draw guys ever listen to this podcast, please release the update. <laughs> um, well, Gabriel, that's um, that's pretty much it. Is there is there any way our users uh, can maybe follow you on Twitter or uh, contact you, or if you have kind of any social media pages that you'd like to plug? Definitely. Um, you know, there's our website, of course, Procore3D.com, the number three in there. Um, that'll go straight to the website. Then there's also Twitter is twitter.com slash probuilder3d. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash probuilder3d. And, you know, they can jump on there. We also have a newsletter that you can grab. Uh, just you can email us. I don't think I have a link out there for that right now. Uh, email or, you know, drop a post anywhere on the Facebook or Twitter uh, for that, and we'll send out a link so you can sign up to it. We send, um, we try to spam people every month, but we're not very good at it. <laughs> uh, so they definitely nobody has to worry about getting you know inboxes overflowing with random stuff. We we aren't very good at it, um, but we do get out useful information as often as we can. Uh, usually once a month, sometimes maybe twice. Um, yeah, it'd be great if people want to sign up for that. Again, there's the forums that if anyone's looking for just inspiration or uh posting their own work on there we love to see what people are creating or, or to check out what other people are doing procore3d.com slash forum um and again just a, a quick thing on that if anybody's creating stuff we definitely want to see it love to see what people are creating oh, fantastic well thank you for your time gabriel and um everyone have a good night okay thank you very much for having me on here it's been uh, been a great time being able to talk about some of this stuff